I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Heroes for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan, and joining me for the very first time is my very good friend, Mr. Adam Hart. Adam, how you doing? I'm doing really well, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for finally asking, Adam. No <laughs> one ever asked me how I'm doing on this podcast. Um, so, as people might be able to figure out, Connor is not here this week. He is gone gallivanting around the world. Uh, so, I thought, who could I bring in from my admittedly small circle of friends who would know literally anything about comics? And Adam, you might be one of the biggest comic fans I actually know in real life. That's like you're putting a lot on me so <laughs> that's a big there's some big those some big boots to fill <laughs> look to be fair like compared to me and connor we're idiots so <laughs> literally anyone brought in every guest we've ever had has been better than us <laughs> excellent <laughs> so uh, this is hero zero the show where we take one comic character every single week and give everyone a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character now, it's been in, like an accidental format, so wherever we get a guest on, we make them do all of the work. So I messaged you like frantically yesterday. I was like, Adam, 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 pick a character. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, I, it's, been, it's been a while since I, you know, that you do those like really cool deep dives on a- obscure and abstract comic characters just to figure out all the backgrounds. It's been, it's yeah. been a time since I've done that. So it was like, it was really cool to go back through the Marvel database where they have like all the characters stats and origins and appearances and variations and all that. So yeah, it was fun. It was a fun little uh, research, research job. I yes. use the word research lightly. It's, yeah. It's not the most like <laughs> critical research people could be doing, but it's important. <laughs> the, uh, so what character did you kind of land on in the end, I suppose? Um, so I'm a huge X-Men fan, as you very well know. Mm-hmm. And, seemed like the natural choice to go with an X-Men off the bat. Uh, and you, you'd you already covered, like, at least nine or so. Like, uh, we have done heaps, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, they're quite good. good they're ones. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, can I do Wolverine? Uh, we did that first. All right. Can I do Magneto? Uh, he was the second oh, one we did. Oh, <laughs> 
Um, but no, I asked which ones you'd covered already because obviously you would have gone through a bunch, and I settled on Key. I settled on Kid Omega. Or Kid Quint, Omega or Quentin Quire. Great his, classic comic book name of two of the same letter for their first and last names. That's yeah, the and mark of a character alliteration. Peter Parker, Stephen Strange, the <laughs> list goes on. Um, but I, which is mad because I know next to nothing about Kid Omega. Uh, I know what he looks like, and that's about it in right. the comics. He's he's um he is like he's he's got a great origin story. He's got some great like ridiculously op story arcs okay but he's kind of he'd be largely underused um which is a pet peeve of mine um i actually haven't kept up if he's like having said that if he has done anything fucking astronomically effective (laughs) of the of the comic verse at the moment i'm completely unaware as i'm i've been i've not kept up with him in the last few few years or so but Yeah. yeah no like from from my experience criminally underused um and is he a case that he's too powerful that they don't know how to write him? Or there's that, but there's, well, so like that's a bone of contention. So he is considered an Omega level mutant, um, as you may gather from the name Kid Omega. Pretty uh, on the nose. But it's a case of like a lot of a lot of car- a lot of fans and a lot of people will argue if he's truly that powerful. But he has like some serious feats of strength. Um, that are kind of awesome. So yeah, like what, like what, what way do you want to go about this? Do you want to do the origin? Or? I think origin, so we get kind of an idea of where the dude comes from, right? And okay, and maybe so, like somebody's feats of strength that you're probably right, <laughs> right. Okay, so um, Kid Omega, his first appearance was uh, New X Men number one hundred thirty four, and he was a creation of Grant Morrison. So, oh, I like Grant Morrison. He did a very yeah. good Justice League one time. I've not read any of this, his Justice League stuff. I've only ever read like his Invisibles and uh, the the new X Men run he did, which were quite incredible. Yeah. Um, so he did, yeah. So he, he wrote the uh, a run for New X Men, and the whole point of New X Men is like I don't know if anyone's familiar with it, but it's take your classic blue and yellow X Men suits and change them out for leather jackets and spandex and black. Oh, I think Almost what you're describing right there is the Fox X-Men movies. Essentially, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take take all the like campiness of like the X-Men comics, but give them the gritty realness of um the, the Fox X-Men movies. And okay. you've got new X-Men. And the whole th- the whole reboot was a, a jump at making them more relatable to the modern world because they were it was like the mid 2000s onwards and they were kind of still in their blue and yellow so it was this whole jump at making them more relatable and kid omega comes from that he's kind of it's where they went kind of it's the first time you see x-men actually um invest like going deeper into the students that go to Professor X, the Xavier Institute for Gifted Children. As in, like, the kids who are actually like, living in the school. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you have your main stories that are gone outside of that. Um, you have, like, Zorn's whole arc. You know Zorn? I don't Can't know Zorn. Up. Zorn, he's kind of like a fake... He has the power of a sun inside his head. He's, like, got oh, a... Yeah, he's, like, he's got a wild-looking um, metal skull thing. He, he, was, he was essentially, like, a fake Magneto stand-in that was... 
uh, a whole thing. But so you, you had him. Oh, I have seen this character. dude. Sorry. I yeah, yeah. Up there. Yeah, I have seen this guy. He's really, really, he's got some really interesting character arcs. That whole Dark Phoenix saga that they redid there as well. But they started exploring the kids that go to the school. And the, one of the kids was Quentin Quire. Mm. And he's just a total nerd, outcast, that sort of thing. And his story started. This is actually the first comic of it I ever read. So, oh, like, seriously, yeah, yeah. The first, the first line. It was Riot at Xavier's. I think was the overarching story, and it starts okay. off with um, a sideline story of this mutant fashion designer who's coming out of a show, and you see a bunch of humans who obviously hate mutants see him walk down an alley. They chase him down and basically kill him i think he's got like some his mutant thing is he's allergic to some sort of metal and they like force him to eat this thing yes and it just melts his whole body from the inside out it's it's (laughs) gross but it goes down to this mutant hate crime and it cuts from that to quinton choir inside the xavier institute reading this in a newspaper okay and it's him kind of like you know he's a 13 14 year old kid at the time so he's completely going through this angsty um Puber, like a, puberty stage, as as all the X Men are really at that. All the X Men kids, because that's when you that's when you're your developing powers. powers. Exactly, like, yeah, yeah. So it's this whole thing of like other kids kind of bullying him in class. Um, he, uh, you know, him being an outcast and stuff like that. But okay. and th- sorry, and this is in Xavier's school. He's an outcast. Xavier's, yeah. So he looks like he looks kind of like a like a nerdier version of Peter Parker at this age. Impossible. So, yeah, yeah, I know, right? But think, think original Peter nerd Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, think Peter Parker would add his sweater vest and way more bullying. <laughs> so like, um, he didn't stand a chance. Yeah, so he's like he's in the Xavier Institute. Professor X is guiding guiding him through his powers. It's revealed that he's quite a powerful telepath. Okay, sick. So, so, so Professor, Professor X, X is the natural teacher. Yeah, yeah. So. The day progresses on. He uh, he gets a call from his parents on his birthday to tell him, oh, by oh, the no. way, you're adopted. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so it's like, it's a whole day. It's a whole run of him, like, seeing mutants are being attacked, him being bullied, him being, like, ousted by other people. And the only people he hangs out with are these, like, the kind of rejects in the Xavier Institute, which is a hilarious concept. It's yeah, like, the you're the rejects of, the of mutants. Yeah, you're the rejects of the rejects of society. And so then he just like, he kind of has enough moment and the, the, the issue ends with him going into town. He, uh, he picks up a newspaper that has a, a biopic piece written by Bolivar Trask, renowned okay. mutant hater yeah. of, um, uh, an illustration of what mutants will become. And it's a picture of a warlord controlling okay. the earth and eradicating the mutants or sorry eradicating the humans because in trask's mindset that's what mutants are going to be the like it's anti-mutant the, propaganda yeah it's anti-mutant spring. propaganda and he's basically this guy i want this and then like he, he shaves his head uh dyes it pink and like wears this uniform that's almost like you know it's kind of like it's almost something like it's almost like a joy division-esque uniform where this like <laughs> nod and a wink to like like nazi rulers like if, yeah like, vague you know, fascist undertones vague fascist undertones that's the look i know is like the, yeah. the shaved sides of the head bright pink hair 
yeah like, trench coat and i think he wears a shirt that says magneto is right or something yeah like that. so yeah <laughs> like so like that is the kind of traditional grant morrison look and then is it jason Aaron? is he that's i think that's the comic writer he kind of makes a resurgence after that and he yeah. uh he's got like yeah the his newer look is a black black jacket black shorts like a kind of and a white t-shirt with different slogans so it's like he either wears magneto was right or magneto was left and it's like all these puns and it's like um send more sentinels days of future pasta and it's just like a bowl of pasta excellent but the artist like so he like all the panels it's just like that's the kind of that's the easter egg you're looking for each time you're reading the quentin choir anytime uh, he shows up sorry, yeah it's like because he just becomes like the the grant morrison inception he's really serious and it's a really fucked up story but he just becomes a anno- like this annoying anti-hero He's kind of like a more angsty, um, he's kind of like Loki. Imagine like a young Loki where it's just like antagonizing people with vague undertones of world domination. And right. goes, <laughs> so like no one's really taking him seriously as a no, no. thing. He's just being a little bit of a prick. Yeah. But the, uh, the artist who started off that, um, the artist who started off that, like those t-shirt puns. Yeah. So like part of his telepathy is he's got like, he thinks at an accelerated rate. So he's got like, he's okay. uber intelligent, but he also has like, um, I don't know the exact word for it, but he's got like manipulation. So he can, can he can mani- manipulate anyone's mind. So his whole thing is he can manipulate it. So he does not appear in the, so he, he's he can effectively oh. be invisible to people because he just makes you think he's not there. My frame so, of reference for this is, do you know, in uh, X-Men first class, there's a scene yeah. in the back of the truck. Yeah, and yeah. McAvoy, or I suppose Charles Xavier, uh, he is he just makes the soldiers not see them. Yes, but, exactly that. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. It's like okay. the kind of te- like I find like uh, telepathy and telekinesis in the world of X Men and superheroes as a whole. It's it's this catch hall thing where you can kind of do anything with it because you can you've got such whatever a, you need. Yeah, so like he can fly as well because he thinks it and he flies. It's like this. It's okay. this open world engine basically and uh, like maybe stemming from that there is a lot of telepaths uh, there in is the x-men isn't there there's is a lot of telepaths like if you look down like generally like the route to most of their like big stories it's like telepathy is like a major <laughs> arcing point but so going back to the t-shirt puns yeah he the artist has said that he just wears a white t-shirt and he just reads your brain to find out what you find most annoying and makes a pun about it. That's amazing. So, like, that's the head cannon for that's, his, like... <laughs> that's something we love on the show, is just shithousery. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no reason for to do Absolutely that. Absolutely no reason. Break. Yeah, and, like, the artist, the guy who wrote, writes them all, is like, I don't know if this is what he does, but in my head, that's how he, like, why he does it. Yeah, he's and it's sitting perfect. at home with a Sharpie drawing these shirts. No, like, no. Um, I really want some of them. Some, look, they're, like, they... They're the nichest quotes or um, references, but I just so I really, really want one. Yeah, but if you meet um, someone who knows what that shirt yeah, is, about, you're the coolest right? person ever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like there's they've recycled. There's um there's mutant protests and some other storyline, and they've got Magneto was right signposts or like poster boards in yeah. these like uh, um protest things, and it's like he's just taken that like it's like deep comic book kind of references, which is really cool. Like I love a like throwback um joke here and there. Yeah. So um going back to going back to so we're now in our you know uh our militant Quentin Quire phase. He's got like his his like vaguely fascist uh 
image revamp. He's got his pink slick back hair. Yeah. And he convinces a bunch of other students to join him. And I think they become the Omega Gang or the Omegas. So he just quit. He, yeah, he He's calls all about himself, Omega, this guy. Literally, yeah. <laughs> uh, he convinces them all to wear the same, get the same haircut, wear the same uniform. Is it Glorb? Is that his name? The kind of floating body? Have you ever seen that? Um, it's mutant? not. Is he the guy with the eyes? The he's the eyes, eyes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The skeleton system. A Glorb. There's so he's um like he's I think that's when he was first introduced as well. There's a bunch of like uh okay. Pixie was introduced around then, like a load of like the literal kids that are going to the school were introduced around them. So Glorb is part of the Omegas. Um and were they all his friends, like all the misfits of They weren't even his friends, so he abandons the friends and he actually he's able to captivate and this is where he's like his head his like powers come into play where he's like i'm going to convince these people that hated me to join me because he just chooses them with the strongest people he, they create this team called the omegas and they all really get sinister it's so fucked and it's but like all this like punk and like grant Morrison is so good at writing characters to appeal to people going through that awkward teenage phase because yeah i could have picked up any comic at this time this sounds like I'm like you're, I've been indoctrinated. You're being radicalized, right? <laughs> no. but like, to, like he's like I like if I I picked that comic up and that was the first comic I picked up and had I picked up something that wasn't as relatable because he just writes mm. a relatable character to kids who are going through um, wild changes and like you know. I- um, I, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm a little bit different to everyone else. And I get you. Whereas if you it, had picked up blue and yellow spandex, Gene yeah. Ray and Scott Summers are having marriage difficulties. <laughs> yeah, that's not it, as relatable to exactly. a thirteen-year-old Adam. Like I probably like wouldn't still be reading comics now. Like I probably really? would just like, yeah, because it was just like that actually connected. Because I've tried to get into other things. I've I've tried to get into anime, and it's never I've never related to it. So it just I never read it. So like yeah. I tried every, like reading a bunch of things around that time and only the ones that I actually connected with are the ones I continue reading. So like, it's this little, it like, it's really cool that that's like the first one I picked up because it was at the start of that run too. Cause you know, the way you pick up a comic and you don't know, is this midway through? Story yeah. You're or? nine issues into a 12 yeah. issue series. Like. <laughs> so it was the start and I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Um, so like he has this group and they're the Quinton choir now has a group of followers called the Omegas. They all get an Omega sign tattooed. So they're all this like... This is group. very culty. <laughs> it's so... It's wild. Um, there's also like a thing within the world called Kick, which is a, a mutant... That's the or, drug, isn't it? It's the drug, yeah. Yeah. I, I think... I don't know if this is when it was introduced, but I'm I'm thinking this is when it was introduced. So if you take it, it uh, it multiplies your power scale to to the power of five. So your five, whatever your mutant ability is, you're, it's five times stronger or five times whatever more your ability is yeah so, so if you're he, like up, it's an audio yeah. based medium but if you're up here <laughs> it's like skyrocketing like through the roof basically so they're all these super powered and this is where like is Kid Omega actually an Omega label mutant or not it's like a lot of people will say oh he, it's just kick making him bringing him up to that okay but we'll get more into that later <laughs> so okay. like oh. this is where yeah, <laughs> this is where people are like oh this is i don't know if this is him or not so they decide to stage a revolt or a riot at the xavier institute on the same day that the faculty are having an open day for parents and the media to show oh <laughs> show people that um mutants and humans can live 
side by side and it's it's a, homo- a harmonious uh they're not they're not a threat to society no you don't like yeah because like the as you may remember like the the mutant attack on the fashion designer and there's a bunch of other mutant like anti-mutant riots and stuff happening throughout the world that coincides with this story right but then like uh they knock out professor x with a baseball bat he's <laughs> He fashions because he thinks. Like, I know it's just brutal. It's great. <laughs> you sneak up on Professor X. Exactly. Well, he's able to think faster than Professor X, but they they knock him out. Um, they they make he makes this helmet that's basically a reverse helmet, uh, a reverse magneto helmet. So it's this. It's shaped, but it's it's made from the same stuff. Okay. Um, and they put it on Professor X so he can't infiltrate their minds. So it's His like they brain cut waves off. can't get yeah. out. Bit. It's oh, that's really S- clever. So they cut off the um, the power source of the whole like X Men, yeah. and then like they just start writing. Like they they uh, attack a school of mutant, a human. Uh, sorry, a school bus of humans. They just like it, it's unwarranted chaos. It's it's go- It's kicking off everywhere. Um, Right, and is there any goal, or is it just like create a scene and just he's just become anti-human, and the message is humans can't live side by side with uh, mutants. It's right. We are to become your overlords. So he's becoming the thing he saw in the yeah. paper that day. Yeah, basically, it's like if this is what people want me to be, I'm going to be it. Oh man, uh, and there's loads of other things too. Like he has this crush on. Do you know the Stepford Cuckoos? Is that like the, there's like loads of the same woman? Yeah, it's yeah. five five sisters that look the same. Yeah. But they're technically the same person. It's this weird hive mind thing. Yes. Um. So he like, he developed a crush on one of those. And oh, no. yeah. And like, that's like, that's not being reciprocated. And it's this all going weirdly, up. there's some it's really wild. Like, weird like real world elements to this it's that. it's so well written like i would i'd love you to read i love i would say like everyone go pick up the riot at xavier's run or say take up whatever i don't know what volume you can get it but it's new x-men number 134 and read that whole line until you finish quinton choir's story <laughs> it's, it's, it's fantastic this is all just one like he's got plenty of other storylines but this is yeah. just amazing so like it turned like a team basically uh Zorn, it takes a team of Zorn, Beast, Emma Frost, and Cyclops to stop the Omega team. But Kid Omega is holed up with Professor X, and he's right. stopping any of them from getting through. They send Wolverine in to stop him because he's holding Professor X hostage. He's able to infiltrate Wolverine's mind and bring up like a horrific memory, like a traumatic past memory. And it well, just Wolverine it, has a few of those. Yeah, <laughs> it's so debilitating. Like it mentally paralyzes him in pain because he can't function with it so he doesn't even have to beat wolverine like in a fight he no, just no. shuts him down from like a yeah. 10 feet away yeah so he uh like he's just this like his his power set is insane like he's he's the most powerful telepath he's more powerful than professor x Jean gray um any of the he's got a bigger like psychic ability than mr sinister apocalypse emma frost um, Emma Frost. Well, Emma Frost. I deserve, yeah, uh, it's it's insane. So no one can get close to him. It takes the five Stepford Cuckoos, who all have like combined powers. Yeah. Um, all high on kick while using Cerebro Cerebro to just Jesus. generate a wave of psychic energy to knock him like to temporarily separate to his mind him, from basically. his body. Yeah, and then uh, 
they, that gives him enough time for them to take Professor X helmet off to just like hold him still, basically. Right. Okay. So then, yeah, and that's then insane. he's he's that's like knocked him out of his whole like tirade of like I need to be the overlord of mutants, and he's like he was basically like, part of it's just like I don't know who I am, I don't know what I'm meant to be, no one likes me, and then he blurts out like I did this to impress you to like I think your name is Stephanie Cuckoo, it's one of the Cuckoo's sisters. Yeah. Um, oh Jesus! <laughs> and she's just like they all like they're all like no, because like, they're all a hive mind. It's it's so fucked. That's um, really that it's like you kind of feel bad for him until you remember all the things he does and believes. But exactly, like so, you yeah. see where he's coming from. At least he he. Then it's revealed that like they they bring they kind of they they contain him, and then it shows that. His his body can't hold because cause of the kick is a knock psychic ability. Yeah, his body can't hold him. So he's like the most powerful telepath, but he's also right five now. times as powerful on kick. So yeah, that's where they like the argument comes into. It's like he's the kick has elevated him to his full potential. Basically, right? It's like he was going to end up this powerful, but he doesn't know his full potential. But kick has just given him a taste of that full potential power. But okay. it's giving it to him too early, so his body starts. It starts to like burn up with psychic energy, so much so that Professor X contains him in this cell and asks Soren to give him like a full blast of his, because his power is a solar star inside yeah. his head. He asks Zorn to give a full blast of the solar energy in at Quentin Choir that doesn't kill him. It just knocks his brain into a or knocks his mind into an astral plane. And his body goes into this weird astral coma. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, it's wild. So that's right? the only it's way wild. to stop him is to basically yeah. put him into the shadow realm. <laughs> like. Essentially, essentially. And then, yeah, there's a whole run then. And it's like, that that's a, that becomes a side plot. Um, they do that thing where they don't know what to do with Jean Grey. Like, that's like the curse of every X-Men run. It's like, what do we do with Jean Grey? Yeah. They bring the Phoenix pack. Do we make her uh, sad or do we give her the Phoenix full? Literally. What are the two options? So they do the all-new X-Men's run of the Phoenix Saga. Um, the Phoenix Saga coming back revives Quentin Quire. So he now, like, he's fully formed back. Because the Phoenix is a psychic energy yeah. being. Yeah, basically. And it just it's able to reinvigorate him. But that plays more into a story down the line. He, he comes back and he's just, like, he's just all-powerful. But like he's kind of not all powerful, but omnipotent. Yeah. He goes to the cook. Sorry, that was sorry. I'm jumping all over the place. I'm just <laughs> too excited, Sean. <laughs> There's too many stories. <laughs> As a result of the step, I think Stephanie Cuckoo taking the kick, her brain can't handle it, which goes to show that like she had the four of her sisters sharing the the brunt of the energy. Yeah, but her taking the oh, kick, it was like she got all of it. She got all of it, but it was too much for her alone so it kills her jesus um he goes to her grave digs up her body and he's able to bring her back to life with the like semi phoenix power yeah he's just like he's, he's just now been given jesus powers she comes back she comes back like confused asks what happens he tells her i brought you back because i love you so much and like in the most like beta male um stereotype possible she says i don't want this i don't like you i'd rather die and she instantly kills herself again (laughs) 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 and she's just he's just left there and it's like well 
<laughs> yeah. And it's like, what do I do now? And then he blinks himself out of existence again. And then he disappears for about six years or okay. so. Like, out of the comic universe for six years. Until he comes back into the version we know today. I love but, how some writer... Like you, like brought back the Phoenix Force <laughs> to bring this dude back to life. Yeah. And the yeah. next writer is just like, nah, he got rejected once, so he just yeeted himself out. Yeet. This is like, uh, this is like, what's the ultimate? Like, I guess it's yeah. It's like it's trying to tell kids, don't do, don't take this path because this is what happens. <laughs> I think that's like the, well for anyone. Yeah, it's relatable, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's a gorgeous. I've like I've. Um, I very much abridged that entire story, but I would recommend anyone go read it. It's beautiful to read. He's mm-hmm. a great character. He disappears for like six years or so. Um, and then Jason Aaron, I'm pretty sure, brings him back. But this is where he's more, he's the less serious, less losery, way more. He's way more confident and way more Loki-esque in the terms of like just being a general dickhead it's mischief rather than he, chaos maybe. he he comes back like as he so he comes back and like his first thing he does there's an arms deal in he this is the thing so he he's in the astral plane for these six years or so okay. and he just blinks himself back into existence because he's bored it's just like <laughs> like, he, like I'm, I'm gonna be alive again for a bit yeah i hate this so he comes back to an arms deal in switzerland and the first thing he does is because it's just an arms deal. It's like 250 or so of the world's politicians all having debates. It's all on live television. He comes back and manipulates all of them to tell the world their deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> just instantly. <laughs> like, just what I want to do. For not, like, just to fuck with people. Yeah, and it creates this huge world incident. Um, he tries to do, like, he, like, he, he tries and... Uh, he, like I forget that like there's some he does a lot he, his mischief kind of goes on he tries to take over the world he tries to create a world incident it creates this massive schism where it's like Captain America wants to send him to trial for every bad thing everything bad done. thing he's done and Wolverine knows it's like Wolverine is about to leave him go to trial but he knows that if he goes to trial it'll just reaffirm all his um. His beliefs. His beliefs, yeah. Whereas, like, Wolverine, being, like, a classical Wolverine, takes him under his wing and tries to lead him on a better life, like, or tries to instill actual world values and stuff like that. Yeah. I do like that, how mutants... Yeah. Like, there is this air of, like, even if they're your worst enemy, if we let him go to prison, it's not going to help, like, the the, the big picture. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really good and then like there's tons of adventures with like Wolverine the X-Men and that's where we get the kind of shithousery Quentin Quire yeah uh, I imagine he bounces really well off of Wolverine yeah, just as yeah, a character yeah really well he, he's like yeah it's insane like there's like the two it, but you see like the full scale of his powers here it's like he's so I don't even think I'm sure like a, a, a database of his powers he's like he's an immensely powerful telepath and telekinetic and What's the word for someone who has telekinetic telekinesis? A telekinet, a tele, a tele, tele, tele telepath. I would have thought. So it's telepath is the mental, but if you can telekinesis, that's your telekinetic. You are you are telekinetic. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's like a a, so he's, a personal word right. for it. So he's got those. He's um he can generate psychic weapons. So like I'm sorry. He, yeah. <laughs> The psych- psychic, and he calls it the psionic. So he generates a shotgun. He calls it the psionic <laughs> shotgun, and its whole power it fires like it's immensely powerful, but it doesn't like harm you. It just creates horrible mental damage. So it's just like it just 
So physically you're fine, but physically you're fine. You're, you're torn right. apart. Yeah. He, a psion, he's got like a psionic shotgun, a psionic um, rocket launcher, and he can like there's a bit where he just generates Wolverine claws for the hell of it. <laughs> it's like but Miss Psionic. He it's can, like a Green Lantern kind of power. Literally, yeah. He can manipulate other people's thoughts amazingly. He can manipulate what they see. He's got he can astral project himself. Okay. And he can astral project like the coolest thing I've ever like it's it's one of like the coolest ideas of like a, a uh, it's the coolest subset of like psychic power I've ever seen. He does this thing where he can knock you out and place your subconscious into a world that's like the most advanced AI generated video game in the world. So okay. he does it to Wolverine where he's generally like he sends, he sends him into this huge world that has millions of AIs and APCs that all have their own stories and lives and, daily routines like a matrix sends it and he sends wolverine through this world for six days <laughs> jesus it's just insane while he's unconscious he think yeah is wolverine aware he's in this world or is he like wolverine's mind is and there's a whole storyline where like wolverine has two personalities at the time so the per- ah, other personality you know you know why would you ever do things by half in, like, <laughs> let's just kick this to 100 he's also depressed at the time. <laughs> yeah so he sends him like so the good Wolverine is in this world fighting him, fighting through this world, whereas whatever other entity is in Wolverine is just controlling the body at that time. So it's this wild mess. But, like, it's too powerful for Quentin to, to control, so, like, it collapses in on itself after six days. Because right. he's essentially generating a world inside his head. The whole time, and just, <laughs> in like, the whole time, yeah. in the background uh, while he's doing other things. Yeah, yeah, That's it's insane. insane. And that on own, its own is a broken power to have. Life, right. But the fact and he like, has that on top of everything else. It's insane. And like, he's like, yeah. And the other thing is he, he, he's destined to control the Phoenix force perfectly. He's destined to. Future. Yeah. What? He's destined to control it. Like, so he sees it's X-Men did this thing where called schism, where Scott during, Summers broke away, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. After. And, he's kind of running an X-Men school that's more in line with Magneto's vision and okay. Wolverine disagrees with it. And he starts the Jean Grey school of higher learning, which is more in turn, more in tune with Charles Professor, vision, Charles vision. And Hank, Hank McCoy is so distraught with what Cyclops has become because he's basically become uh, an X-Men t- or sorry, a mutant terrorist at this stage. Yeah, he brings the original team back from the past, like the the first, like the team from the sixties, the like. team from the sixties, and hopes that the younger Cyclops can convince the older Cyclops of the right way of doing things. <laughs> you've lost, you, you've lost your way, Scott. Literally, but <laughs> Cyclops is able to manipulate the old team, and they just join him. So then they <laughs> they start this course of world domination, and like no one can stop them. But like Quinton, just like uh fuck it, he goes in and he's able to like, he's like, he's able to defeat every single person, <laughs> including like Emma Frost, uh, both Cyclopses, both like... He just bodies the original He bodies team. everyone all the way to the top. And his only, like, he would have almost like, he was kind of getting drunk in his own power. And yeah. like he, he was about to like take over. He's like, why should I not just like eradicate everyone now? And the same time portal that brought the original X-Men team through bring 
Quentin Choir from the future in. And he's just like full Phoenix Force Quentin Choir. Jesus Christ. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's why I won't all right, all right. I'll stay around for a future for a while. And he drops he that's, drops the So it's that's badass. promised in Marvel Comics, like yeah, like yeah. the future it's timeline. A, he's like a constant constant. That's but insane. like and then like they'll just drop him. They'll say that he's like the future Quentin Choir. Right, yeah. and then like a few issues later, he's back to Shidowser, and then like a TV, a, a TV station offer him a reality TV series for him <laughs> and his team. Okay, but he doesn't have a team at the time, <laughs> so he has so, to ragtag a team to get. Literally, he he convinces Hawkeye to reestablish the West Coast Avengers, <laughs> <laughs> just to start this TV series, like this reality TV show. It's- he goes like such extremes of the scale. That's it. I love it. It's he's he's the perfect. But like to even look at him and like I love the run of X Men comics from um, the 2014 to 2020 because they're just so poppy and colorfully and they populate the world with actual mu- like. It's nice to see the X Men take it back scene and see issues like that focus on the kids in the school and like their different powers and their different relationships and actually deal with like. Uh, adolescent problems and stuff like that and yeah then, like, and like you have what this... the world is like to be a mutant growing up in that yeah and it's this just this ridiculous like those ridiculous storylines just help the poppy look to it it's just amazing i love him he's he's so good he's he's probably like it's hard to say wolverine isn't my favorite <laughs> yeah <X-Men. laughs> but, but second, <laughs> i love i love kid omega he's the one yeah like he's he's so good he's like he, yeah, it's that cool, like omni omnipotence, and it's the it's the melding it's a melding of an anarchist mindset with this omnipotence, and yeah, it's like he in, he, uncaring. He's, he's totally like, he could totally take control of everything, but he just doesn't really want to some of the yeah, time. Some of the yeah, it's just this guy that's just kicking it in the in in and around the X Men universe, just kicking it. <laughs> literally literally that's so like for a character i knew nothing about i think he's one of my favorites now, <laughs> i will recommend i'm gonna find some of the, the comics to read do please please like send them on we'll put them up on the in the description <laughs> of this and i will read them in my own time personally <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since i've read some of these so if there's any inaccuracies I'm sorry, I can only remember so much. <laughs> Inaccuracy. Look, all of these episodes are tagged comedy for a reason. <laughs> it's just a general overview. Like that's all yeah. it has to be. And I think if you want, like, all you need for comedy wise is just just read it for the psionic shotgun. It's it's, like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a broken power as well. It's just a shotgun that gives you a panic attack. Yeah, it's insane. Like there's so so many dumb stories that are funny. Like there's there's a mission where <laughs> there's a the story where there's like some sort of alien virus. Oh yeah, no, I think it's. I could be wrong, but so are you aware of Brood? Brood. He's like an he's like an alien. It, this it's like vaguely, vaguely for, for all intents and purposes, they're like the Tyranids from Warhammer or the or the things in Starship Troopers. You know the oh, the weird bug so Zerg. It, Zerg, Zerg, yeah. yeah. So this weird alien insect thing, and they're just an invasive species in x-men in the x-men universe but there's a time like they they the, what happens is they they like infect a person and it's semi-impregnation or, or if you want to call it that okay so that happens to kitty pride 
okay. <laughs> so <laughs> like, weird. <laughs> comics are weird. And it's like, but it's played off. It's nothing. It's just like, it's this host thing, you know? It's like a chestburster alien thing. Yeah. But to stop that, <laughs> Wolverine and Kid Omega don little, like, <laughs> like diving suits. Okay. And sh- and shrink themselves down. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they do. They no, do. They don't. Unless I'm remembering this <laughs> story. Unless I think to make up, but like, <laughs> unless I'm wildly, wildly misremembering this story. I'm like, thinking of honey. I shrunk the kids. <laughs> they honey. I shrunk the kids. It. They do. It's so like. <laughs> and they go in and kill the little alien thing. Yeah, yeah. Before like in like. Why kill those the two? Why they exactly. <laughs> It's the exactly. It's the original odd couple. Okay, that will also go on the recommended reading. <laughs> if that actually is a thing, because I could be completely, completely remembering some fever dream I had. Honestly, like if you came up with that yourself, I have further questions, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> you, um, no, that like is 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 that finished on Kid Omega? Then is there, or is there yeah, anything else you really uh, want to mention? Or? No, that's like his overview, like the strong start, ridiculous, like wild like strong you've got the strong adolescent um angsty start he uh you you get a scale like you get somewhat of his power scale like he's the potential to be amazing yeah um and he's always kind of like this big telepathic threat um ridiculous power moves of just like you know psychonic weapons he can generate a computer game for people yeah um and then you just got like you know the the like the the end goal of, of 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 controlling the phoenix force and then just to offset all the seriousness i'm going to shrink ourselves down and save the butt here's a little slice of life adventure i went on i I want a reality tv show it's like let me pitch you something literally it's so wild that's so great no that was a that was a really good report like that was genuinely i really want to learn more about this character now good good the mark of a good report (laughs) good Um, good before i do the outro do you have anything you want to plug any like socials or anything like that or i I wish i had more stuff um when's this going out this is going out uh oh well we definitely record these the day they go out adam Uh, (laughs) (laughs) this will be out on friday the 29th of july Oh okay. Um, no, I think all my I think all my my fucking short film screenings are done by then. But <laughs> uh, will will yeah uh, yeah I'm I've got nothing. Check out my Instagram. I could always use some followers. Yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. be linked below. Um, yeah, and also linked below is all of the Heroes for Hire uh, socials. So Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilman's Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. But, as we always say, the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. So, thank you very much, genuinely, for coming on this week, Adam. I really oh, appreciate it. was a blast. Absolute blast. No, just, just, we'll get you back sometime. Yeah, please do. I just want guest merch with my face on it. <laughs> it's not even the Year's Fryer logo. It's just your face. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's about it. And we will talk to you on Monday for Movie Mondays. Uh, and I believe... I believe Connor will be back for that. I'll figure that out in the background. <laughs> you know where to find me. <laughs> How would 
you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 